I'm Wendy Dickinson. I'm a mergers and acquisitions coach with a son to sell. I specialize in coaching business owners who either want to sell the business they have spent years building or grow through an acquisition. I coach my clients to adopt mindset and awareness techniques in positive leadership, stress management, and maintaining their sense of purpose through transitions. Today, I'm here with Kevin McCarthy. Listeners, I want you to really take in what Kevin is willing to share with you today. Kevin has been a business owner, served in the military, and has a family. He has experienced pivot points, transitions, both anticipated and those that surprised him, and chosen to act according to his values every time. We have a lot to learn from his experiences. So Kevin, please introduce yourself to the tribe. Hello, Wendy, and thanks for the opportunity today. My current position is a financial advisor and retirement planner with Virginia Asset Management. I am a retired Navy Master Chief, serving 21 years in the Navy. I spent three years in a submarine force and 18 years as a Navy SEAL. Upon retirement, I've had the opportunity to work in the corporate world, as well as having two opportunities to run my own companies and finally working in my passion as a financial advisor. Wow, Kevin, that's a lot. And, and so I have to ask you, I start with everybody, what was your first paying job? Uh, my first paying job was working as a plumber's helper. It was a great opportunity, paid very well, gave me an appreciation of how hard all the people who work in the construction trades. Okay, so I have to ask, how did you begin your career path? Well, the career path, it all started. I, I said I wish, I wish I could say I'd had it all figured out when I graduated high school. One thing I knew is I wanted to go to college, which I did. I had very high goals of wanting to attend medical school, which was my only plan. Wow. Well, plan A did not, become, did not come to be, and I didn't have a backup plan. I needed a new plan on a whim, and I joined the Navy. It was my t intention to go in for a single four-year tour. The first three years were spent on submarines, and during that time, I had the opportunity to witness Navy SEALs conduct some training on board. That was the moment I knew what I wanted to do. I applied for and was accepted into the SEAL training program, BUDS, in January 1984. It was a challenging career with many highs and lows, but one I will cherish forever. I retired to spend time with my family as my kids were getting to the age that I felt needed me to be home more than a few months of each year. I wish I could say I had a plan or fully prepared on what I was going to do after retirement, but I did not. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Like so many others transitioning from the military, there was not a lot of emphasis or support on integrating you back into the civilian sector. It is kind of a culture shock, even for those who think they are prepared. I was fortunate after my military career to be hired by a great company, Northrop Grumman, where I was hired as a systems administrator for the Tomahawk Weapon System. While working with Northrop Grumman, a friend and I decided to try our hand at starting a business. Our choice was a nurse staffing agency. The reason was his wife was a nurse and she believed there was a lot of opportunity in the market. We were very successful at the time we owned the company, but after five years, we decided to sell. Not ready to retire again, I started a small general contracting firm specializing in federal government work. In hindsight, I don't think I would have gone down that path again. I started the company during the downturn of the economy. Even though I had some small success in the beginning, the poor economy took its toll and I had shut the door after a few years. At this time, I had to think about what it was I really needed to do for a living, not just want to do. What was going to give me purpose in life? The times I was happiest when I was in the service to the community, whether it was in the military or nurse staffing. I could see the results of what I was doing and the impact it had on others in need. 
I knew the challenges I had financially when transitioning from the military. I also knew I wanted to help those veterans prepare for that transition. That is what led me to my profession today as a financial advisor and retirement planner. I have the ability to reach out and educate active duty and veterans by providing information that will help them for the rest of their lives. It is not all about selling them a financial product. It is, a, it is all about helping them plan for the expected and most importantly, the unexpected. I know what I do as a, as a business, but I honestly believe I provide a service that is desperately needed for all, not just the veteran community. I think I sense a theme here, Kevin. I think of service and, and purpose is very important in your decisions. Let me ask you, what was your first startup? Uh, my first startup, I actually, you know, like most young kids, uh, I, I mowed grass. I mowed the neighbor's yards. Uh, I wish I had the foresight at 11 years old to see the incredible growth in the lawn care industry. <laughs> well, Kevin, I'd like to circle back and ask you um, about the construction and healthcare business. If, is that okay with you? Absolutely. So let me ask you, let's start with the healthcare business. Why did you start this company? Again, it was it was something we felt that we need, wanted to do. It was an opportunity. Uh, once When we first started, it was a business. Uh, but once we got into it, it was a service. We saw what we were able to do by providing those uh, elderly people or people who were physically needed that assistance in some of their homes or the nursing homes or the hospital. Uh, and it, got, it brought great satisfaction to us all. Uh, that, that's, that was the purpose after once we got started. Wow. And, and so what was your vision for the organization? At, at the beginning, it was, I can say it was all about money. Uh, that was the beginning. But in, in the long run, it, it came about service and it came about providing the help that people actually needed. So again, your value and sense of purpose you know, came to the forefront. Let me ask you this. What was, was your ecosystem in that organization as important as the, as the business plan? It was more important than the business plan. Uh, you can't survive in a bubble. It's okay to be professionally connected to your competition. Each company or individual can be a benefit from working together and sharing information. Through a well-connected ecosystem, you can grow your company as well as provide a much better service to your clients and customers because you may not be able to provide everything somebody needs. This was a catalyst to success of my staffing agency. Looking back on it today, it was also the eventual de demise of my general contracting company by not being proactive in that networking or developing good partners uh, in that development. So tell me, how did you recognize the pivot points? There are times when you think that everything is going as planned. That is a time for review. As in my staffing agency, what I can do better, what was it I can do better by providing service to my uh to my business clients as well as the individual clients? Is it price, service options, level of quality of care? Do I expand? All this comes into question or should at one time or another. The first couple of years uh, in business for anybody are very hectic, not knowing at the time where you're going, what you're going to do. But every three months we would do an internal review as well as customer review of our service and ask for recommendations. We'd weigh everything we received and developed a plan to be implemented, implemented into the next quarter. From those changes, we also discovered other opportunities to expand or move in a different direction. Great advice. So tell me, how did you navigate the transitions? Well, that's a good one. You have to trust in what you decided is in the best interest uh, of not just yourself, but of your clients. Okay? You have to realize that what you're doing is an investment in yourself and your company. You have to believe in what you're doing 
and go all in to see that you and your business have the best possible chances of succeeding. It's not easy. There will always be roadblocks. Work through them and give yourself the credit for even the smallest successes. Oh, that is such, thank you for sharing that. And, and I have to ask, you know, so many of us um, struggle with failure, the concept, what it means. And, and would you mind telling us about a failure that you've had? Oh, absolutely. I kind of mentioned it briefly um, is my biggest failure had to be closing the doors of my general contracting business. I learned a very valuable lesson that if you know nothing about the industry, why are you going into it? I knew absolutely zero about general contracting, but I knew business. This was my mistake. Even though I knew how to write proposals, how to bid, the construction trades and general contracting was a different animal. By the time I had a small working knowledge in the industry, it was too late. That combined with the poor economy was a recipe for disaster. We all have a desire and a passion to want to be, want the independence of owning a business. Be prepared with the knowledge of what it takes to succeed prior to committing to your passion. Passion doesn't always lead to success. Oh my gosh, that is such wisdom. I, hey, Kevin, I wonder if you're willing to share your top three values with us. My top three values are pretty simple. Integrity, helping and service to others, and being ethically and morally sound. How have, the, how have those values influenced your career path? The values have everything to do with where I am today. Prior to deciding on a financial service career, my wife and I sat down and talked about what was important to us, what we as a young military family would have liked to have had in our lives and how I can be that person to help those in need. Financial advising was not the first thing that came to mind. We explored counseling, psychologists, you name it, we talked about it. But we kept coming back to money, preparing for the future, college for the kids, eventual retirement. So the best course of action for us, as well as others, was to pursue a career as a financial advisor. You have to have integrity. You have to be able to tell the client the truth all the time. You have to make the commitment that, there are, that you're there to help your client. Yes, this is a business, but, is, but it is a business where we can help people uh, from ever being poor, not necessarily rich, and not outliving their money, as well as help them prepare for the expected and the un unexpected financial challenges in life. You need to do the right thing all the time and in the best interest of the client and not yourself. So, Kevin, where do your values show up in those pivot points? That kind of goes back to what I just mentioned. Anytime you recognize that you're at a pivot point and you're ready to make a change in your business, you have to assess how is it going to impact your standards and your values. You must never, ever compromise your values. And that's a hard thing to hold on to sometimes, isn't it, in the midst of those transitions? It, very so, much. Kevin, how do your values influence the way you currently work with your clients? I'm fortunate in many ways. First, my values are aligned with my profession and my workplace. Second, clients want, need, and expect the truth when it comes to working with them. If you're not able to display any of the values I mentioned, how can anyone feel confident or trust in your ability to manage the financial future of their family? You have to be available to your client. You have to provide a service, but most of all, you have to sincerely care about their financial health. In doing so, you'll be better able to service your client for the many years as they will have confidence knowing that you're there for them. So it sounds to me in listening to you know our conversation and reflecting that you've developed a growth mindset. How'd you do it? It's not easy. It, there are guidelines in which here's some of the guidelines that helped me on my path. Uh, never give up on believing in yourself. 
Good one. Believe in your talents and skills and continue to gain knowledge of your skills. You have to understand failure is going to happen. It's a part of life. You have to learn from it, understand, understand it for self-improvement. Know your strengths and weaknesses and realize what areas you need to improve on. You need to focus on learning and growing. This does not have to be just job related. Challenge yourself continually, both physically and mentally. Give yourself a goal and go for it. You have to love what you do. If not, why do you do it? It can't always be about money. Be happy. Never give up. Keep going. Keep getting back up till you succeed. Lastly, always be inspired. Admire what drives others to success. Okay, listeners. So you have heard some amazing experiences here and I think some great advice. So here's another question that I think will be an asset to us all. Kevin, how do you recommend that others create a growth mindset in their personnel and businesses? This is a challenge. Yeah. It all comes down to discipline. You have to go back. You have to go back and review. But it's discipline, discipline, discipline. So not easy. It's not easy. But clear. So let me ask you this. Once that failure has happened, how do you reset for success? Again, this is something that's not easy to do. Sometimes you don't even know you need the reset. Sometimes it takes someone to let you know you might need to re-engage and focus back on what is important. Mm -hmm. You have to first realize what it is that what's distracting you and get rid of it or away from it. Try to clear your mind of negative thoughts. One way to try and clear your mind of negative thoughts is to do something physical like exercising or reduce stress. Another way is simple meditation. Concentrate on your breathing. Eyes closed, relax. Try to clear your mind. Always remember your goals and your purpose in life and your profession. Get re-inspired and visualize where you want to be and how to get there and get back to your plan. Bottom line is to do something, anything. Get back into the swing of things, even though you may have failures along the way and never give up. Well, thank you for that. So now I'd like to know, what are you most proud of? Well, again, I, I am most proud of, of of what I've been able to accomplish so far in my life. 30 years of marriage, two great kids, military career, business successes, even failures. That was a learning experience. And though it all has not, and, and through all of it, I've not compromised my values. I live a life of purpose by serving others in any capacity I'm able to do. And I have to tell you, that is so inspiring. You know, many times my clients in owning their own businesses and trying to um, juggle their responsibilities really need additional pe people on their team to advise them. And it's, it's about choosing the, the right advisor. And I'm just wondering, would you mind sharing for us what are best practices in your industry? Sure. And these are ones I live by. There are many practices, but this is what I do. Sounds good. You have to believe in what you're doing and in the information you're providing your clients. The best way to do this is show your clients you are investing and planning in similar products you are recommending. Do I implement my own advice? And you have to show that to them. If you can't take your own advice, why would your client? You always need to be prospecting for new clients constantly. You need to manage your time wisely between clients, administration, prospecting. Know what you're presenting and be proficient in presenting it. We are in the relationship business. I'm in the relationship business. Be the advisor your clients will want to return for help, as well as refer their friends and family. Have the ability to keep quiet and listen. 
really listen to the needs and wants of your client. There are many other practices and they will always vary from advisor to advisor. But if you follow these simple steps, develop that relationship, it, you'll be have a successful career. I think that's a great perspective. So you're right. There, there are, there is variety from advisor to advisor. But I have to tell you, I, I feel as though you have um, a special set of experiences that you bring to your clients. So what do you think differenti differentiates you from other financial advisors? Well, what I do, I'm in the relationship business. In order to truly know how to help a client financially, you really need to, to know them on a personal basis. It's not all about the numbers. You're dealing with a person, in most cases, a family. They were relying on you to help them make the right financial decision and helping them protect what they have, reach their goals, and retire with a quality and standard of living in which they are accustomed. Since I am an independent financial advisor, I can choose from an array of financial products and services to customize the solution for any situation. I can help them develop a strategy for all the important things, from buying their dream home, to paying for college, to retiring comfortably, to building and leaving an estate. If you own a business, I can help you find affordable employee benefit plans, minimize your tax burden, and help you leave your company in good hands when you retire, become disabled, or unfortunately die prematurely. Financial independence and for security, flexibility, and opportunity. The security that comes with taking care of your family financially, the flexibility to choose the work and service for which you are passionate, and the opportunity to reach back and help others. My mission is to help those with whom I have a working relationship to define, plan for, and achieve their financial independence. You know, you make some really good points here, and I have to tell you, in my experience, um, being able to capture and curate the learning from various pivot points is a lot easier when you have financial peace of mind. So, Kevin, I'm going to ask you one more question. In 10 years from now, let's say that you receive a letter from a grateful client. What would that letter say? It, it, it would be very short. It would just say thank you. That's fabulous. So, listeners, I want to thank Kevin on on for taking the time to spread the knot the knowing. It isn't often that business owners have the opportunity to hear that insider's view firsthand. And Tribe, thank y'all for listening. If you want to reach me, message me. But Kevin, if people want to reach you, how would they do that? Okay, they can reach me at Virginia Asset Management. My phone number is 804-330-0711. My email is kevin.mccarthy M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y at V-A-M-L-L-C dot com. And Virginia Asset Management is a, is a securities and investment advisory, advisory services uh, offered through Securing Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Virginia Asset Management is independently owned and operated at 130 Wilder Rose Drive, Midlothian, Virginia, 23113. I am also a registered representative and an investment advisor of Securing Financial Services Incorporated. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax legal situation. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, listeners. Take care. Thank you, Wendy.